All right, you both ready? Ready. Ready. All right. All right, here. Welcome to the Variety Sports Podcast. Tonight, we have a very special episode uh, just for you and all you NHL fans out there and all whoever just watches hockey. Because if you don't watch hockey, you suck. I'm just kidding. No. But it's really fun. If you haven't watched hockey, now's the time to get into it. It's playoffs. It's the best time of the year. And we're here tonight to preview it. So we're going to jump into it. My name's Brandon. Uh, with me tonight is Brandon and Josh. <laughs> here to talk about this year's playoff matchups, which are going to be very exciting um, to get going. But we'll go ahead and let the other Brandon introduce himself because this is his first time with us on the Variety Sports Podcast. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I'm uh, Brandon. I First time on the podcast. I have enjoyed watching hockey and uh, for the last, oh, I don't know, several several years now, and really have been into the Blues and uh, just kind of I like talking hockey and everything with friends and family and everyone whatnot. And I thought this would be a kind of a cool opportunity. So. Yeah, we're we're excited to have you and hopefully. Uh... We can uh, we can get the Blues thing started. I know it kind of jumped in at the end of the year, but hockey starts in July, so we'll be right we'll be right back to it and be able to jump right back into things. Um, Josh, how how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm excited to be doing something other than baseball. Considering <laughs> I'm a diehard uh, Blues guy. Um, welcome, Brandon, to the team. Excited to hear your thoughts and opinions. And yes, uh, let's rock and roll. Let's get this party started. All righty. So. This is how it's going to work for all, for everybody listening tonight. We're just going to go through each matchup, um, kind of talk about them, um, some of the positives, some of the negatives, some of the flaws of the team, what to expect, what we think to expect. Obviously, we're not radio professionals. You know, we're we're not. We don't get to see a lot of these teams play during the season. I would love to. It'd be fantastic if we could. It just doesn't happen. Um, but it should be fun. Uh, the first area we're going to start in we're going to start with the two teams out of the east which are the florida panthers and the washington capitals uh so florida sits first in the eastern conference um and then first in the i think it's the atlantic is which division is the division they're thrown into if i'm correct yep uh they are an absolute dominating team 58 16 and 2 this year, 122 points, 58 wins in a season, in a hockey season, is ridiculous to me. I don't know about you guys, but that's a lot of wins for, for one team. That's uh, a big number. It's a very big number. It's a very scary number. I mean, there's not – there's no nobody who's close to 52 wins. Maybe uh, Toronto has 54, but still, Colorado has 56. So – they're close, but not close. Uh, Washington is the last seed in the East. They're 44, 26, and 12 with 100 points on the season. In the series, in the season series for Washington and Florida, Washington is one win, one loss, and one overtime uh, win against Florida. So in all three games, have scored seven or more. 
uh, goals. Um, here's just some stats on it. So uh, Florida leads the goals and goals goals to goals against 13 to 12. Uh, Florida's power play against Washington is three out of 10. Washington's power play against Florida is one of seven. Uh, and then the shots are 106 to 98 in favor of Florida. So this, this matchup should be pretty even. It should be. It should be a good it – sh- it should be. I, I, just what I think it's going to be. Um, Florida does have three 30-plus goal scores and then six with 50-plus points. So they should be very, very um, well off. Their biggest flaw, the, the scary thing for them is going to be their goaltending and who's actually going to get uh, the games in between the pipes. They remind me a lot of the Blues. I won't lie. The Florida Panthers remind me a lot of the Blues. So, what are you guys' thoughts on Florida versus Washington? Who do you think is gonna gonna take this one? Well, I think we lost Brandon for a minute. We'll see if he gets back in. Oh, we did. Uh, so, there you, you know. Oh, Brandon, welcome back. We're gonna let you go first, man. Uh, Florida and Washington. Seattle and Washington. So. <clears throat> Okay, so Florida and Washington, I I honestly think that it's going to be a pretty pretty slanted one-way series. I I think the Capitals whenever Florida goes up to Washington, they Washington might be able to take one se- one game out of that series, but ultimately I think Florida is just going to be too much for Washington really to really handle. And I think Florida, Florida I think they're going to take five out of the seven games. Yeah. You said five games? Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could see, I could see it being a sweep as well. Um, I don't know if Washington is still going to be without Ovechkin or not. I don't know. Ovechkin's playing first game. He is. He is playing tonight. They played tonight. That's what I saw tonight. I think their first game is tonight. No, they play tomorrow, and we lost Brandon again. <laughs> oh, well, we'll make it work. So my take's a little bit different on this matchup. Um, I do think Florida's going to win it, um, but I don't think it's going to be as easy because Washington has. The know-how, the experience. They've made playoff runs. They've won a Stanley Cup in the last five years. Um, with Ovi playing, with John Carlson, uh, with Oshi, uh, I mean, they just – I can't see them getting swept unless they just fall off the face of the earth or Ovi's just not there. Um, right. But I do think Florida's got too much firepower um, to lose this series. So I, I am going to take Florida, but I'm going to take them in six. Florida in six, okay. I, I, that's a, that's that's fair. Um, it looks like Brandon hopped back in with us again. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's disconnecting me for some reason. That's all right. It it happens. Uh, just it's it's anchor's good, but it also has its flaws at the same time. <laughs> um, but either way, we all see Florida moving on to the next round. Uh, of the playoffs, at least. 
which doesn't yeah. surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. I feel like I think it's going to be a more even series. Um, I think there's going to be at least two games determined by overtime. And I think Spencer Knight is going to end up being the goalie for uh, the Florida Panthers going down the stretch into their playoff matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next one should be fun. So we're going to go ahead and move on. So we have Florida moving on for now. Florida moving on. This next one's going to be fun. Toronto versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. We are back to back Stanley Cup. Sorry. Semi full season, COVID season, Stanley Cup champions. So, Toronto sits second in the Atlantic at 54, 21, and 7, 115 points. Tampa is third in the Atlantic uh, with 110 points at 51, 23, and 8. Um, the season series is tied 2 to 2. They played four times this year. Um, goals are in favor of Tampa. Yes, goals are in favor of Tampa, 16 to 12. Their power plays against each other um, are the exact same. They're 4 and 11 for Tampa and 4, four and 11 for Toronto. The only big difference is the shot uh, differential, which was 148 to 122. Um, in the last game that these two played, it was an eight to one win by Tampa. So we'll get you guys' thoughts first, and then we'll jump to mine. So whoever wants, whichever one wants to jump first, go ahead. Have at it, man. All right. Well, I'm going to take Tampa in this series because I think Tampa is just a more physical team. Um, they have the know-how, they have the experience. Yes, they won back-to-back COVID Stanley Cups, but. Um, I also got a little bit of love for Patty Maroon, the big rig. Yeah. Um, I just think the physicality that Tampa has in a in a drawn out series is going to work to their advantage over Toronto. Um, Toronto's got amazing skill, great scorers. Uh, the other thing is, um, and I think I heard this correctly, miss at least the first game. Um, I might have heard that incorrectly, or I might be thinking of Carolina, but. Um, I think I'm thinking of Carolina. My bad. Scratch that. So, I'm still going to go with Tampa, though. I think that physicality is going to win them in the stands. With the playoff experience and the talent they have, I just think in the long draw, it's going to be Tampa. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm the same in the, kind of in the same boat. I think I picked them for going in six in this series. Uh one reason is just because, I mean, with having the scores and everything that Toronto has had and even the Lightning, I, I think that both sides are going to have a lot of scoring, a lot of offense. And I just feel like that with everything that's kind of going with for the Lightning, I feel like that they can – that I think they'll still pass over Toronto. Just with everything that, I mean, just with how, I believe, yeah, just with how uh, Austin Matthews has been kind of throughout this season and everything, but I feel like if if he's the only one really being 
contributive. I feel like the series could go a lot shorter than six games just because, I mean, he's gotten a lot of their goals this season. And I feel like if he's not up to the game, then the Lightning could probably take it a lot shorter than six games. Yeah, I could. I could see. I could see this one going either way. I could see Toronto uh, finally moving on and getting out of the first round. I guess uh, monkey off the back kind of deal, uh, mm-hmm. just because Toronto has such a deadly offense, and then their defense is a lot better than it was at the beginning of the season. Uh, but I think overall, Tampa Bay's experience in the playoffs and knowing how to win when you need to win, um, especially with, with the goal, with the goalie they have with Valeski or Vas- Vasileski, goodness. Um, Tampa is still going to be a very hard team to beat this in this, uh, in this round of the playoffs, especially for Toronto who doesn't have very, <laughs> a very great history of making it out of the first round in the last several seasons. So that, that'd be my take on it. I, I would probably say Tampa, but I think this is going to go seven. Yeah. I mean, I could see it going really any kind of way this series. Yeah. I could see Toronto kind of getting that itch and come out and go crazy with it. But at the same time with, the lightning and the type of season that they've had and just the pieces that they have accrued over the years. I feel like it's this series could kind of really be a toss up just like the, uh, the Pittsburgh and New York series. I feel like yeah. either of those series could be a really a toss up for the most part. Yeah. I, sorry, I could see that. Do you want, Think the Lightning have a chance of going back to back to back with the three feet? I personally, um, I don't think so. I think the East is too tough, and there's too many teams in the West. I I feel like they're in one of the brackets I've made. I made I had the, I had the Lightning going all the way to the final with the Blues, just the like the last two teams. But in all honesty, I feel like with how much firepower there is in the East. I uh, <laughs> I could see the Panthers. I could see the Lightning. I could see probably probably be one of those two teams between that get make it to the finals. Yeah. Um, but other than those two teams, just with how much those two teams – how well they did throughout the season, even towards the end of the season. I don't think that really any other team in the East uh, could possibly get yeah. there. Yeah, I my favorite to come out of the East right now is probably Carolina over over the ones who are there. Even though Florida is a very dominant team, Carolina is there. A very hard-hitting, very fast-scoring, in-your-face type of team. And I'm pretty sure that's what will get them to at least the Stanley Cup final. I could be completely mm-hmm. wrong. I don't think 
and that's that's the next one we're just going to move into is Carolina and Boston. Um, so Carolina is first in the Metro, so we're moving over to the Metro uh, division now at 54, 20, and 8 at 116 points. Boston is fourth in the Metro, uh, which is just technically the wild card spot. At 51, 26, and 5, so 107 points, which is only nine points behind Carolina, uh, which isn't really a lot when it comes to hockey. You get two points a game, so it's really not a lot. But here's the big difference in this matchup. is a season series is 3 to nothing, Carolina. Uh, the first game, Carolina won 3 to nothing. Second game, they won 7 to 1. And then the last game between these two teams, Carolina won six to nothing. So the goals is six their goals to goals against is sixteen to one in favor of Carolina. Um it's it's this series shouldn't even be close, realistically. And and that's kind of where I had it in my bracket as well. Or that's kind of where I was thinking as well. I, I had this season, this series going down as a kind of a sweep for Carolina just because of the the degree of difference between the two teams. A lot of the players on Carolina's team can probably outmatch uh, a lot of what Boston has to offer as well. Just kind of seeing to what Boston had to offer throughout the season whenever they were here against the Blues, I, I really felt like that they uh, – they're not going to have the strength to go up against Carolina and be able to really win. Yeah. Josh, your thoughts so on I, Carolina, Boston? So I think um, I think Carolina wins this series. I think they do it in five. Um, I'm trying to give Boston some respect as much as I dislike that team in that city, <laughs> but uh, um, Marchand has a way of irritating people. And I'm sure he will be at his prime um, irritation level for Carolina. I think if Carolina keeps themselves in check and they just play their game, they could they, they could sweep it. But um, I'm, I'm going to say Carolina in five. Carolina in five, okay. Because they're not yeah. going to have they're not going to have Frederick Anderson in game one. So that gives yeah. Boston an opportunity to steal. Yeah, he's actually expected to miss a few games in the first round, so. There's a chance that Boston could, so that could be a difference maker. Could take, could take a couple in just in Carolina itself, like playing in Raleigh. I mean, just if you can if you can beat Carolina in Carolina, Boston is hard to beat at home. Doesn't matter how bad or how good they are, they're a very tough team to beat. Uh, unless you're St. Louis, then you're fine. Um, But Boston is for other teams. They're a very tough team to, to beat. But if, like, I say, yeah, if Anderson can't go, Frederick Anderson can't go. Um, I, I, as much as I want to say this is going to be a sweep, I could see it lasting a little longer than Carolina wants it to. And uh, Boston is very experienced. If they had Tuka Rask in that, I think this would be different. Like, I wouldn't be thinking oh, 100%. Carolina's, Carolina's going to just kind of get by this one. If Tuka Rask was in that, I think I would actually pick Boston to win the series just because of their playoff experience from the past. 
I 100% agree with you, and that's a, my exact thought, too. Yeah. If Rask was in that, it's a completely different pickup for me. Yeah. Um, I think it goes seven, and it's toss-up at that point. Um, but I could pick I could pick Boston and feel okay about it at that point. But that's not the story we have. Um, no. So I'm going to go with Carolina. Yeah, that's, that's my pick. I say Carolina and – I'll say Carolina in five. Carolina in five. Boston gets one at home. And we got one more matchup. Yep. Uh, in the Metro Division, Metropolitan Division, probably my favorite name of a division. It's just cool. I just wish it was organized. Like, I don't know. I don't like the way, not to jump off topic here for a second, I don't like the way the NHL has their division set up yet right now. Um, I hope they fix it. I hope Phoenix, the Arizona Coyotes end up just moving to like somewhere not playing in a college arena because that's really embarrassing for Arizona. And I'm sorry to the Coyotes fans. But let's just hope they can fix it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really understand that move. Was it just they didn't have the money to continue in their arena, or they, just, they had the money? They just didn't want to pay uh, the guy. I guess it's Gile, Gile, River Arena people the money because they weren't putting any upgrade. Like they weren't upgrading the stadium. Hmm. Yeah. There, I'm pretty sure there's more to it. There has to be. This isn't something that's just grown over the last season. So that 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 would be a topic for another day. But yeah, that'd be a summer topic discussion for the NHL crew. There you go, for sure. How long is Arizona going to be in Arizona? There you go. That should be a whole episode. It'll last two minutes because it's going to say not very long. <laughs> I don't know how they I don't know how they're going to survive playing in Arizona State arena. I mean, ticket sales won't be that much because they're it's only like 5,000 fans or something like that that's all permitted. Did you see Yeah, the but the cheapest ticket's like $110. Right, that's what I was going to say. Did you see the ticket price? Like glass seats are like 1500 yeah, bucks. No, I did not see the ticket prices. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous, yeah. Hopefully they'll get it figured out and everything, and it'll be all right. But no, don't bark. All right, back to what we we're talking about. Next matchup in the Metro uh, is the Pittsburgh Penguins, who made themselves a contender again. Well, not contender, a first round playoff team again uh, against the New York Rangers, who have actually made themselves Stanley Cup contenders this year Mm -hmm. Um, Pittsburgh sits third in the Metro 46 25 and 11 at 103 points the Rangers sit second in the Metro 52 24 and 6 at 110 points Uh, the season series is New York 3 to 1 and the last three games have been 5 to 2 3 to 2 and 3 nothing all in favor of New York uh Pittsburgh's uh, power play. This Pittsburgh, yeah. 
Pittsburgh power play four. No, that's not right. Oh, it's four goals to one. Or four goals to 11 in favor of the Rangers. My bad. I got my numbers mixed up. Uh, Pittsburgh power play is three for 11, and the Rangers power play is one for six. Shots are 110 to 101 in favor of the Rangers. This series yeah. is very interesting. Yeah, I I would agree. Josh, if you want to give your opinion first, and I'll jump in after you. Um, all right. So, I hate Pittsburgh. Who doesn't? I hate Sid the Kid. Um, I think their experience gives them a little bit of leeway to push this series out to six or seven games. Um, I think the Rangers only have two really, really strong lines. Yeah. Uh, that they got to rely on. I mean, the third line's pretty good too. Fourth line's okay. They're goalie though, and I can't say his name, and I don't want to disrespect him by mispronouncing it. Igor. But he had a. Igor. Yeah, Igor. Especially He was. He had a phenomenal season, or at least, you know, first three quarters of the season. I don't know what he did the last quarter of the season, but he wasn't dude is. <laughs> no, he wasn't. So he fell off. Okay. So. Um, when I saw him, when the games I got to watch when he played the Blues, dude, he was he was good, man. Um, so I'm just, I'm gonna take the Rangers here in six. Um, I don't think Pittsburgh's gonna go down without a fight. If uh, they get in um, Sidney Crosby's kitchen and they aggravate him, we all know what happens when he gets irritated. So um, yeah, I, I could see this going seven, but I, I mean, I would feel comfortable taking the Rangers in six. All right. Uh, I, my personal opinion with it, with, I mean, New York having some of the, I mean, offensive firepower that they're having with, I mean, they had Kreider, they got Perrinen, they got, uh, uh, who, I think it's uh, Zibanejad. I mean, all those guys, they, they've been playing really good this season. Uh, Kreider, I believe he's got 52 goals this year. Or no, they got 50 points. Uh, and then uh, Pranin, he's got 90 points. Uh, and then their goalie, which I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't want to mess up his name, but I mean, <laughs> the pull-off, just the, the season that he had had with New York, I, I, they are a very strong team, I believe. And, I mean, just – the Penguins, I mean, they got Crosby. They got Malkin, Latang. Uh, their goaltender, he's been playing pretty well this season as well. Uh, so just with all that kind of playing into account, I feel like this series could go pretty long. I, I could see it going six or seven games. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling this series will have probably – Two to three, probably overtime games, uh, and really, it's a toss-up for me. I, I think it, if it goes six games, I think it would be New York. If it ends up tracking to seven games, I think it would be pitching series to win. I yeah, I'm uh, I'm kind of right there. Same thing. I've watched. The Penguins and Rangers play one time. I think it was it was like ESPN, like game of the week or game of the night or something. Um, 
it was the last time they played with New York won three nothing, and they had like the little brawl at the end of the game. Uh, this playoff series is probably going to be the most physical playoff series we'll see in the first round, um, without a without a doubt, it should be. Um, I'm very I would probably dis- go ahead. I would probably disagree on that. I, there's probably a series or two in the West that is probably going to be just as physical as this series. I'd agree. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be one of the. Okay. We'll be It'll be the most five. physical in the East. Physical. Yeah. Most physical in the East. That's where I should have worded it. There we go. Um, I'm actually impressed with Pittsburgh that they're able to be as competitive as they are with the age of some of the players they have on their team. Um, with Crosby and Malkin, um, Latang, uh, there's. And some of those guys, have, I feel like, have been in the NHL forever now, it seems like. Um, so to get to this point for them, I think, is is huge. And not to have to pull that team apart and kind of pick and choose who you want to keep and who you don't want to keep. Uh, so to see Pittsburgh at this point of the season, I, I think it's, it goes over very well for them. Uh, their goalie situation sucks. Because they've never should have let go of Flurry in the first place, and they just should have hit or Washington, not Washington, Vegas, because um, that's just dumb. And that's a part of the reason they're not in the playoffs this year. Yep. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. I could see this one. I kind of, I kind of agree with Brandon on this one. Is that if it goes seven, I think Pittsburgh steals this from them because of the playoff experience. In the Stanley Cup Championship experience that the Pittsburgh Penguins have over the over the New York Rangers, New York Rangers are a very exciting young team, and they will be good for years to come. But we've seen it here in St. Louis is that yeah, you have this really great young team that doesn't know how to play in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So I could see that being an issue for the Rangers uh, at least this season. And maybe even into next season uh, until they get some more experience under the belt. Just yep. my thing. I, I, I agree. If it, if it goes Look, seven, I think Pittsburgh takes it. Kind of sold me on that a little bit. Going seven goes to Pittsburgh. Right. Then I think about my last thought on it is I think about the age. Um, it probably won't affect them in the first round, but if they could have – if let's say they make it to the second or they even make it to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, if they yeah. have to play seven games in the first two rounds each round, I, I, I think that hurts them come the end of the playoffs. But I, I totally see where you guys are coming from. I get it. I, I get it. And plus, especially, you got to think about it too. The first two games are in Pittsburgh. Then the next few games are going to be in New York. And more than likely, the way it's going to end out is – Wait, how would the, no, I think no. it ends out at yeah. Pittsburgh? I think for the last two games, I can't remember exactly how the series is all lay out, but uh, the other way around, it's at home or New York's at home to start. Pittsburgh's on the road. Okay, but yeah, it's yeah. I could see like three. I could see two or three overtime games in this in this series. Pretty it should be a good one. Yeah. 
Um, do we want to jump to the Central? Or do we want to jump over to the Pacific? I feel like we should leave the Central to the last. I agree. Let's do I agree. Pacific. Nobody wants to talk about Colorado. <laughs> Even though this is it, their their games against the Predators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and jump to the Pacific. Um, our first matchup, we have the Flames. I'm not going to try to say because I don't know if I really say it right. Calgary? Yeah, Calgary. 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 Uh, the Calgary Flames versus the Dallas Stars. Um, so Calgary is first in the Pacific at 51, or 50, 21, and 11 at 111 points. Dallas is the wild card, uh, the first wild card team, so it puts them fourth in the Pacific uh, bracket at 46, 30, and 6, so 98 points, which is the lowest amount of points for a playoff team in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is crazy in itself. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> it shows how weak the Western Conference is, except for the top six teams. Mm-hmm. Um, where if you look at the the East, the lowest scoring or the lowest amount of points, and you have wild card teams with 107 points in the East, so it's, it's and and the the playoff teams in the East were much more of a a landslide, not compared to like the the West, where almost every year the West is like fighting down to like the last two three games. Right. See who's going to be playing in the playoffs. Yeah. So here, okay. So my take on this is a little different than yours. I think top to bottom, the East is a weaker conference than the West, and that's why you don't see as many teams with the high point totals because you're playing more teams in the West that are equally matched up. And I think they're stronger in the West. I, I think the East just has yeah. a bigger differential between the good teams and the bad teams than the West does. I don't. Granted, I know we got to three or four really bad teams in the West. There but are. if you look at the whole, as a whole, I think the West is a stronger conference. And I would agree with you on that. Just to the fact of like, the point totals and everything, how like they're spread from the West compared to the East. Uh, like the, the points in the East on the top teams, they're like really, really high. And the lower echelon teams in the East, they're really, really low. So, yes, in a way, I would definitely agree that the West, in a way, is stronger than like, some of the teams that are yeah. in the which, which makes sense. That's, yeah, no, that does. Um, but, where was I at? But back to Calgary. Yes, there we go. Uh, the season series with Calgary and Dallas. Um, so the goals against – why do I have a let? Six to nine? That can't be right. <laughs> There's no way. That would be for like two games. Is it? Is it it's 16 well, to nine. It's 16 to nine in favor okay. of the Flames. There we go. That okay. makes more sense. Yes. Uh Calgary's power play against Dallas is two to eleven. Dallas's power play against the Flames is also two goals at eleven opportunities. Calgary has 
has the shot favor, 110 to 79. Um, shoot, whoever wants to go first, go ahead and dive into this one. This one should be flames all the way. So, and that that's kind of how I had this because, I mean, the season series, it was, like you said, Calgary won two out of the three games. Mm-hmm. The, one, the one game that Dallas did win out of it was an overtime win. And I think they – because I think I watched a bit of this game. It, I think Dallas ended up struggling for the most part of the game. I think they ended up lucky uh, towards the end of that game. But the the Flames, I mean, most of the way around this, you got Gaudreau, uh, you got Kachuk, who has been playing out of his mind, I, I'd say, for the last couple of seasons. Um, then you got Markstrom and Nett for the uh, the Flames. And, yeah. I mean, looking at his totals, you got uh, 222 goals against average. You got 922 save percentage. Oh, I, I don't know how – the stars are really going to come in and try to really get much through past Markstrom. And I mean, just, and I'm, I don't like I only really see them having maybe one or two really off the wall offensive lines. The top line for sure, obviously with Pavelski, and uh, uh, I can't remember the other player on the line with him, but the, Tyler Sagan. Yeah, they those guys a lot of the times are doing a lot of their offense and a lot of their goal scoring. That line and the second line aren't really doing their jobs and getting the goals. Dallas is suffering a lot of the times and not getting other goal scores that they need. And I think the Flames, with a lot of their offensive firepower, I feel like Calgary would probably come through and get a, a, take a lot of the games in this series. I, I could see it more than likely being a sweep, but I – I don't really know if Dallas has the opportunity to really get a game out of the series. So, with that all kind of being said, I, I am sticking to the Calgary and four. Yeah. Yeah, I'm along the same lines there. I think Calgary's just got too much firepower. Um, the only way Dallas stands a chance is to play super physical hockey, which I mean, Calgary plays their own brand of physical hockey. But um, if Dallas wants to even have a fighting chance to get a game or two out of this, they're just going to have to beat him up. Um, Kachuk is in a whole another world of his own. Um, not only is he a fantastic skills player, um, top to bottom, but he is one of the best chirpers in the league. So he's going to agitate some people and probably draw a few penalties on his own. Um, Markstrom is playing well. So I'm going to take Calgary five. Um, I could totally see Calgary sweeping it. I'm not saying they can't, but uh, just to be safe, I, th- I think Dallas will squeak one out of there with a physical game somewhere along the line because we've seen enough in the playoffs. They still have a core there. Pavelski had his best season of his career this year, even at his age. 
Um, so I was completely off, but I definitely give this one to Calgary. Yeah. Uh, I would, I, I'm kind of, I, I agree. I wouldn't write Dallas off. I wouldn't say this. I could see it being a sweep, but I don't think it will be. Uh, I think Dallas wins at least one at home. Um, I didn't get to really watch the, didn't get to watch the Flames play a lot this year, so I don't know exactly how they play. Um, I mean, obviously they're very, I mean, they're a good team. They score a lot of goals um, when they need to. And their goaltending um, has, has just has been probably some of the best in the, uh, in the NHL. But I, whenever I hear the Flames, when in like having to go, like watching the Blues play at the Saddle Dome and, and seeing how much they struggled even at the top, like when they were at the top of their game, when the Blues were at the best they were. Um, not saying they're not good now, they're just not the team that they were. Um, I think playing in Calgary is, is hard. and I, It's not going to be easy for Dallas, uh, especially defensively. And like Brandon said, their offensive depth, scoring depth, is very, very small um, outside of Tyler Sagan, and and even Tyler Sagan hasn't had that great of a year. Neither is Jamie. Yeah. Uh, so, if, unless they really step up and their goaltending steps up, uh, this one this one should go to the Flames. Uh, I would say at least in five. Just uh, any any other thoughts before we before we move on? Uh, the only in in Dallas's defense, the only other thing that I could possibly see them possibly getting a game or maybe two games off of uh Calgary, and I completely forgot about this guy. But I mean, even whenever he they played against um Vegas for the very last game, I think that they had they. It wasn't so much like Pavelski or Sagan or Ben that were getting the goals. It was that uh, rookie or second-year guy that uh, Robertson. He he's been really coming to in his own. So I would think if those guys aren't really contributing, I could possibly see Robertson kind of taking it into himself and getting some of the goals for Dallas. Yeah. So even then, it's not gonna be. Oh. I think Dallas is going to have to really contribute other people to get the goals for them, not just rely on maybe three or four forwards to get the goals. Um, all right. So we're all we're all, we're all kind of in agreement that the Flames move on into round two. Yep. Taking down the stars. Uh, this next matchup should be fairly even. Um, we have the Edmonton Oilers who are second in the Pacific, the 49, 27, and six, with 104 points. And then the LA Kings who are third in the Pacific at 44, 27, and 11, or 99 points uh, on the season. Uh, season series was three to one Edmonton. 
The goals were 12 even each team. Edmonton was 0 for 10 on their power play. Uh, and LA is 3 for 16 against LA or against Edmonton. And the shots are in favor of 146 to 104 in favor of the Kings. Um, these games are very high, very high scoring when they play. Looking at five to one, five to two, four to one, three to two. They're very high scoring games. Um, what are your thoughts on this matchup? I, I this was kind of one of those matchups that I was I was kind of contemplating with myself on because I could see it kind of going either way. Um, Edmonton with kind of the season that they've had and the goal scores that they've had, I can see I can see them possibly taking this series, but. <sighs> I didn't, re- and I didn't really watch much of LA's games and how they how they really played it all this year. Um, so I I'm not gonna say if they're been good, they've been bad, but for the most part, I I think just knowing Edmonton and how they play, I feel like that they could possibly take the series, but. And if they do, I think it would probably go to six games. Yeah. I'm going the Kings. (laughs) I'm taking the Kings in seven. Yeah. And here's why. Edmonton's goaltending is either good or really bad. And Mike Smith has a habit of not playing well in the playoffs. And – all Edmonton has is two big lines. I think LA's got the grind. I don't see LA making it past um, after if 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 the Kings beat Edmonton. I don't see them doing anything else. But I'm gonna. This is gonna be my big upset special. I'm taking the Kings over the Oilers in seven, and just to screw with McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. I. I, I'm with Josh in this one. I uh, much as I hate LA and I hate the Kings, um, I think this this will be the one matchup where I don't think it'll be a surprise if the Kings win, but it'll be kind of like a little bit of a shock to people who think the Oilers are just going to kind of walk into the Western Conference Finals. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think LA is going to be too much of a thorn in the side of the Oilers and especially if all, if all they have to do is stop McDavid and Dreisaitl Edmonton doesn't have any other scoring outside of them too really uh, I, I would agree with you Yeah, they at really least not play. on a consistent basis no yeah. but the goaltending for Edmonton is what scares me the most for them um, so yeah, that's why I have to take the Kings just because of the goaltending for Edmonton. So here's here's a little difference in between. If you can stop, why again? Why I think at LA beats Edmonton. So Connor McDavid has 123 points on this season. Dry Settle has 110, which is a shit ton for two people on both team on one team to have, let alone one. Uh, mm-hmm. The next highest scorer. 
has 54 points. Bingo. Yeah, that's a that little right crazy. There, that right there, I that's to me the reason why Edmonton doesn't make it past round one. And yeah, I and like I said, I didn't really get a chance to see LA play all, all that much this year, but I in regards to Edmonton's goaltending, it's it has been very hit and miss. Yeah. Uh, so I mean it, it could be one of those things that he just comes in and yeah, even though he's had a bad record through postseasons in the past, he could get a wild hair up his ass or something and just start playing out of his head. But I if if history has anything to say about it, I have a feeling that it it might be the kind of the same, but I don't really want to go back on the things that I've said. That's kind of see where Edmonton's going to win the series. Yeah, but I—that's my viewpoint. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's just again my what my thought. I think LA. I think LA makes it further than a lot of people think. I think LA is a very. They seem like they're a very tough team. So, oh, oh we, lost we lost Josh for a minute. Let's see if he'll jump back in before we uh, move on to Colorado. Move on to, I think, yeah, I guess we'll talk about Colorado and Nashville. Hopefully, he'll hop back in here in a yeah, minute. But this next, these next two matchups, yep, it'll be Central Division, uh, which is. Two very, very, four very good teams. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Just there he is. Sorry, guys. Hey, I, had to, I just pulled into the, to the driveway, so I switched into my uh, headphones. Well, you're fine. Ah. Um, we're getting ready to talk about probably the most deadly team in the Western Conference, at least. Oh, Cronkies, cocksuckers. I mean, stat, the Avalanche. Stat-wise, stat the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, they're taking on the Nashville Predators, who have been. Well, let me get to the stats first, and then I'll jump into that side of things. Uh, the Colorado's first in the Central at 56, 19, and 7, 119 points in the West. They're the first seed in the West. So to get to the Stanley Cup Finals, you've got to go through Colorado. Um, Nashville's fourth in the Central. For some reason, I don't have, but I can get it's right here. Hold on. Uh, Nashville, so I was actually wrong. Nashville is 45, 30, and 7 with 97 points. So they are actually the lowest point scoring team in the playoffs. So that was my fault. I thought I had all my information right, but I did not. I did not at all. Well, so they I had to call you out, but I thought that was off. So that's my fault. That's my fault. Um, here's the season stats on the Predators and the Avalanche. The Predators own the Avalanche this year, winning three games of the four. <coughs> uh, the last three have been won by Nashville, 5-2, to 5-4, to four, and 5-4. to four. Uh, The goals scored and goals against are the same, 16-16. and 16. 
Uh, Nashville has five power play goals on the season against Colorado, and Colorado also has five against Nashville. This matchup right here is going to be the one matchup in the playoffs that just that just says upset waiting to happen to me, at least. Mm-hmm. You think it's going to be an upset? I I think so. If, as long as the Predators' defense can hold up to Colorado, um, and and Yuri Saros can keep some of these well out of the net nope. and goal scores from getting anywhere close, and the defense can help with that. Um, well, I don't know if you knew this or not, but Saros is going to be out for the I, first two games of the, see, the series. I see that he's missed the last two, and his status is uncertain. Well, it says it's, it says it's uncertain uh, here. I don't know if it's changed. It sounds like you said it's changed, so I don't know. Having to play in Colorado to start the series, especially without your top goalie, it's going to be that'll be tough. Yep. And has there been any word with Colorado if Landeskog is going to be healthy enough? Because I know he, he's been out for majority of the second half of the season, and they weren't sure if he was going to be making it in time for game yeah. one. But, uh, oh, yeah, Mark, he had knee surgery on March 14th, but from what I'm seeing here, he says expected to return for game one. So, I hope to see Landis Gog, but if he's not, then there. I mean, there's. It's already kind of a hurt kind of Colorado team, kind of it seems like over there. So right. I, I don't know how. <clears throat> I don't know how well in depth they are for players, but I. I mean, I'm hoping to see Colorado being able to give it their best effort as long along with. Nashville, don't get me wrong. I am not the biggest fan of Nashville, but I no, I hope no. the I hope the series is a good series for the most part. Yeah. Um yeah, it, it said the last this update a day ago said that uh Landis Cog is good, he's good to go for game one. So he will be Okay. He will be in the lineup for sure. Um it looks like Kadri though is gonna miss he missed practice yesterday, so he's questionable. Uh oh. Um Nathan McKinnon is questionable and Kyle McCarr is questionable as well. Oh. So okay, then I a big I, difference right there. Ooh. Okay. I could see uh, that's that's a big toss up then, because I mean you have Sorrows missing for Nashville, and then you got guys like Padre and McCarr and all that missing for Avalanche. I I don't know how the first couple games are going to go if all those guys are going to be missing for a period of time. Yeah. Yeah, I still think that uh, Colorado takes this one. As much as I hate to say it, I I don't yeah. know. No, you know what? I this will be the one one thing. I'm gonna say Nashville in seven. Nashville takes them to seven games. Nashville wins it Ooh. in overtime in Colorado. Dang. 
I, to be honest with you, I was not expecting you to say <laughs> Predators in seven. Yeah. I was not expecting that at all. I, I think Nashville's more a stingy team. They're they're very good. They're very they're a better team than what their record shows. And I think the only reason the record is the way it is is because they play in the central. Um mm-hmm. and they have to play against Colorado and and St. Louis, and Minnesota five times a year, four or five times a year. Yep. Um, we're still talking about Colorado and Nashville, Josh, by the way. Uh <laughs> I was gonna say, did I just hear you say Nashville and seven? I did yeah, he, he did say Nashville and seven. In overtime oh in Colorado. Oh my god. Yeah. You wanna make a wager <laughs> on that one? <laughs> um, I would if I didn't have uh, money into uh, stuff already. Oof! I think, but makes sense. Minnesota has been one of it's not Minnesota. I'm already talking ahead of myself. <laughs> I'm getting ahead. He's of anxious to talk about the next series. I I really am. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think. I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with what I feel. And I think Nashville pulls this off, and it is the one big upset that we see in this playoff round. All right. What do you think, Josh? Josh, did he go away again? He says he's still there. Oh yep. nope, he yep. he went uh, bye bye. Yeah, we'll come back. But, we'll come back. I want to wait till he comes back though, because I want to talk about. He, I know I want it's the Blues in Minnesota now. It, it sounded like he was he was had a few things he wanted to say about the series. I know. I so I was hoping hoping as well. I also got to figure out is this something they're just going to keep doing each round? We'll just have a little playoff preview of each round. Can you guys hear me now? Hey. Yep. Yep. All right. Sorry. I don't know. We're having a little technical issue, I guess. So, <laughs> um, technology is stupid sometimes. Yeah, but we still love and love the the support anchor gives us, right? Yeah. Uh, give him a shout. Out. So, um, I think I think Colorado wins this in seven, even with all the injuries and all the doubtfulness. I think some of that might just be their throwing shade to disguise what's going on. What a um, thing a Crocky team would do. Shitty thing. Well, well, what did you say? Did he go away from us again? Oh, I bet we're going to lose him again. Yeah, we're probably going to lose him again. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll get into what I'm kind of <laughs> thinking. Uh, Kemper for. Avalanche, he's obviously been really he's he's actually been a little off here as of late from what I've seen the yeah. last few games of the season. I mean, they they ended up losing to Minnesota for the last game of the season and I thought they did not look very went, good at all. They went one five and one in the last like stretch yeah. of the season, last week of the season and that one win was against the blues yeah and so i i really think if they can't get their goaltending in order 
just from what I saw the last few games of the season, and this is probably going to throw a really big monkey wrench, and you guys are going to probably think I'm on something, but I, if their goaltending is anything like what it was for the last few games of the season, I could see Nashville coming into the series and I think taking the series in five. You think Nashville in five? Yeah. Wow. I thought Nashville in seven was well, okay. I like it. I like just it. from just from what I've seen with how how Avalanche has kind of been playing the last few games and it kind of seems like they're hitting a little bit of a dry spell a little bit, especially with all the injuries they have. And then Kemper and uh, just kind of kind of slacking. It kind of looks like a little bit, especially at a 423 goals against average and an 870 save percentage. Yeah. Now, granted, I will I will say the the Predators goaltender doesn't have he's right about the same he's got a 357 goals against average and a 886 save percentage mm-hmm. but at the same time with all that being said i knowing the avalanche and i i really feel like the predators are probably going to come into this series hungry for a win because i to be honest with you i can't remember the last time that I've seen Nashville really get into the playoffs and go for extended series or extended time into the playoffs. So I – and especially with seeing some of the games whenever we played against Nashville, they they came out kind of of strong. Nashville's very stingy. And so I I could see – I think I'm sticking to what I'm kind of thinking with this and I'm – I'm still staying saying present five. All righty. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Sorry. Good lord, I don't know what was going on. Anyways, <laughs> so I, I can I can hear everything you guys are saying. I was listening to the whole thing, talking. but it just wouldn't let me talk. That's weird. Oh. Better for ratings, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. So I think you guys are both. I love you guys' picks. I I love the explanations. I'm still going to stick with Colorado in seven um, because I think Nashville is going to come out and play a very physical game. And with the quote-unquote injuries or hurtness, if that's a word, that the Avalanche have, I think it's going to draw the series out. Um, with Yuri Soros missing a couple games, that does make me very nervous. So the yeah. Nashville's defense is going to have to play hella good the first couple games in Colorado. Yeah. For the one and only time that I'm going to say this, I hope that Nashville crowd is as nasty and as loud as they typically are when everybody shows up in their house during the regular season. Have you ever been to a game in Nashville? I have. No, it's on my list. Oh, my. It's a blast. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Absolute blast. We went, a buddy, a buddy of mine. Back in 14 or 15, uh-huh. me and a bunch of friends ended up taking a road trip. And that was when I you would never be, thought it was in Nashville. Just from the amount of blue fans and just the, just the rowdiness of all the blue fans in yeah. that building, I would have thought I was at a Blues game in St. Louis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a buddy and my a buddy and me, Dylan, he he does some of the stuff with us as well. 
like for the podcast. Um, we try to make like a trip once a year to an away game. We've been to Nashville and we've been to Dallas already. Um, when we went, we went when the Blues they won their tenth game of the eleventh, like straight when they won the cup, and that was that was probably the most fun game I've ever been to. It, even even being in St. Louis, like going to games in St. Louis. Being at that game in Nashville that day was fantastic. It was a day game. It was beautiful. It was just – it was fantastic. The atmosphere is awesome. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. So, if you happen to ever make it to Nashville for a Blues game, do it. Without a doubt, do it. Because it's great. It's fantastic. Um. Little score updates for you, by the way, before we jump into St. Louis and Minnesota. Uh, Toronto is leading Tampa Bay right now at the end of the first, and Boston and Carolina is zero zero uh, about halfway through the second. Oh, yeah. Wait, what did you say the Toronto score was? Sorry, uh, I was one nothing Toronto. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, we lost again. Probably once once we get off the the podcast, I'm probably going to be really diving in and paying attention to a lot of the the yeah. games that are going to be going on throughout the night, and won't be <laughs> won't be able to do a whole lot much else other than keeping an eye on all the games that go out through the night. I'm hoping Josh can Josh can come back into the last one we have. Feel like we've been talking, we've been talking about the central for a while now, which is fine. I love the central division. Oh, of course, I, I, I have a feeling since we're all kind of from the central, we have more information to kind of give out on the on the west and everything <laughs> rather than the east, where we. I mean, I follow the east sort of, but I I feel like most of like people around the area that we're in follow more like the teams that are in the west rather yeah. than the east. I agree. Josh, check, Jack. Can you hear me? Yes. Yep. Cool. So where are we at? Uh, we're moving on to. Oh, there's an echo. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Is it me? It's right. Is it going? Uh, nope. I don't know who, which one is it coming from. Is it coming? Who's it coming from? Mine? Yeah. Whose is it? I don't know. Is it coming from? Do you hear an echo when I talk? No. How about me? Not anymore. I don't hear it anymore. Hmm. All right. That's weird. All right. All right. On to the good matchup. Yes. Well, I guess on to the one that we're all wanting to talk about. St. Louis. It's going to be the best series of the play of the first round. I agree. St. Louis, I, and Minnesota. Uh, so probably the most know, even series. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Besides the season, actually, actually, the Blues are well. No, not really. Um, no battery. That's not good. Uh, Blues are third in the Central at forty nine, twenty two, and eleven. Hundred nine points. Minnesota, second in the Central at 53, 22, and 7, 113 points. 
Uh, the season series was three nothing St. Louis. Uh, goals were in favor of St. Louis, sixteen to twelve. Power plays were in favor of St. Louis, three to nine over Minnesota's one and nine. Uh, shots uh, are the only thing that Minnesota has in favor of them, which was one hundred seven to ninety in favor of the Wild. Oh, we lost Johnson. Yep. I don't know what's going on with this. Does this happen often with him? On no, not really. This is, it's weird. It's weird that this, this is happening. It doesn't typically do this. Hmm. Um, but hopefully he'll jump back in. We can get his thoughts at, at some point. But we'll go ahead and get your thoughts on this series. It should be a great one. Oh, yeah. So <clears throat> with this series, I, I think it this is going to be one of the, the few – series that is actually going to be going seven games. I yeah. I full-heartedly believe that this series is going to go seven games. There's probably going to be majority of the games are probably going to go in overtime, if not come down right to the wire at the end of regulation. Uh, the only thing that I really I feel that other than it's mostly an even matchup, I feel like the Blues have a significant advantage with the power play. Yeah. Um, Minnesota's power play has been kind of very off and on throughout most of the season. Whereas, I mean, I was listening to the radio um, earlier today, and they were saying that the the Blues have the number one power play in the, in the league at the moment, which, I mean, that's the case. And Minnesota has – Kind of a shaky power player, even a shaky power kill uh, or penalty kill, then I feel like that's going to be one of the few things that's going to separate the two teams, especially with how physical Minnesota is. And I mean, don't get me wrong, we're just as physical at times, but we're more of a, the Blues are more of a, they, they have actually grown, I believe, into more of a, a speedy team rather than really getting in their faces and being aggressive and being, well, no, they are being aggressive, but they're not as physical. I don't think anymore as what they used to be. They have the one line with Shen and Barbashev and um, Kairou. That's a little bit more on the physical side, but every, a lot of the other lines with like Tarasenko, Robert Thomas and uh, Bushnevich, and then even O'Reilly's line. I feel like they're more of speed and precision rather than like the bottom two lines for the Blues and more being physical aspect of their game. But that's I still believe that this game, this series will go seven, uh, and that more than likely, I just from. What I've heard and what I've seen, I think it'll be the blue from seven. Blue from seven. I um, see if Josh is with us. Can you hear me? Ah, yep. Cool. Awesome. I'm going to take blues and six. I like that. And because I think we're going to steal one in Minnesota right off the bat. And then I think we're going to win both at home. We'll go back to Minnesota. Minnesota win one, and then we'll win Game Six back at home. 
Love it. Uh, I, I think the uh, special teams is just too much for Minnesota to overcome for us. It's all really going to come down to if Billy's eyes get way too big and he loses his composure. But from everything I've read, heard, and seen, he is cool as a cucumber against everything. Uh, a lot of a lot of people too are comparing him to Bennington back in 2019. Whenever he came in, was just kind of like that cool, calm, collective. Don't give a shit about what happens in the games. I'm gonna keep a level head throughout it all. And I mean, he's displayed that for most of the game that Billy has actually played in that I've seen. Now my biggest my biggest worry is the defense. Um, now I think Letty has definitely calmed that down um, with Mikola playing tonight and Scandella being out. Which I'll be honest with you, I really don't feel too worried about that. Scandella uh, not Scandella has that. been playing. No. no, he's not. So he has been playing better here at the end of the season. Um, but when Mikola plays three, four, or five games in a row, he plays better. It's when he gets long term exposure that he starts drifting off. So, I'm not super worried about the defense. I think our special teams are going to keep doing what they've been doing. Shen is back. The Tarasenko, which Thomas line is going to be phenomenal, I hope. Um, I think we're going to see Ryan O'Reilly really embody that captain mode that he had in 19. I mean, Minnesota's a great team. Don't get me wrong. If they keep flurrying in the net for every game, I think they have a better chance to push to the seven and then take mm-hmm. us out of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, because I think we just live in Cam Talbot's head, to be honest, with as much damage as we've done to him this year. Yeah. And I mean, if you, even if you look back at a lot of the games that, I mean, between St. Louis and Minnesota, granted, I, I don't really put the Winter Classic game into really account. Just, I mean, it, it it can be, but the other two games that were played between St. Louis and Minnesota, I thought those were a lot closer of games, and you could see kind of that it was going to be a lot more of the level level playing field between those two games. And, I mean, the, the last one even ended up – going all the way to overtime, which, I mean, still the Blues won, but still I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a pretty fun series to watch. Oh, I think this is going to be the best series, hands down, the whole playoffs. Easily. Uh, I mean, the entire playoffs. I mean, all the way out. Um, I think this is going to be one of the most fun. There's there's obviously a rivalry here in this in this matchup. Um, mm-hmm. They're just – Man, this is, I'm just, I'm so excited, guys! I I can't wait for the puck to drop in an hour and you know whatever it is, an hour and ten minutes. That's actually going to be this is going to be fun. Kirill Kaprizov has just turned into a great player and coming to his own. Minnesota's got a really good team. They stacked up at the trade deadline and bolstered their team a little bit. This is going to be a lot of fun. This is what we've been waiting for. But I think we're also going to see Pavel Buchnevich step up to another level because he's going to be on a platform that he yes. hasn't got to really experience yet. And I, I, I think he'll rise. I don't think he's going to duck away from it. I think he's going to come out and play ball. Or yeah. Puck. <laughs> Wrong sport. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm so used to doing baseball. I know. It's all right. Uh, I – not trying to be biased, but yes, I think the Blues do take this just because of their special teams. Minnesota special teams are 
not good. Uh, their penalty kill is like 25th or something like that in the league. Uh, and their power play is 18th or 5th. It's either 18th or 16th in the league. Um, and Our Blue should have no – Blue should have – huh? I thought we were in top five in power play and penalty kill. No, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, oh, that's sorry. Minnesota. Uh, St. Louis, yeah. Blues are Blues are top two power play and then top five penalty kill. So there's no reason. Minnesota does have a decent offense, but I don't think it's anything that the Blues haven't seen and they haven't been able to handle uh, this year. Just defense. Uh, yes, defense does does scare us. It's been a very toxic kind of point all season for the Blues. Yes. Um, it's either been on it or it's it's been completely completely off where they're like seems like the communication is just completely gone like it's not there um or it's been just shut out shut out defense and um my only concern is and I I like Huso I think he's a good goalie um I don't think he's going to be the one to carry the Blues though Mm-mm. Just my thoughts. I think so. I think he gets the nervous shakes and lets a couple in early, and they they flip him out with Bennington quickly. And uh, I'm hoping just my See, opinion, that he around. comes in, that he comes in and uh, just just shuts it down. See, I, after seeing some of Bennington's games, I thought it was a little bit of the other way around. I, I mean, he would, especially the last couple games that Bennington played, he would let one in early, and then it seemed like he was pretty lights out for the rest of the game. Yeah. So, I mean, it could go both ways. I'm, I'm hoping that both goalies are on top of their games for right. much of the series. And... I I really hope Billy can hold his own in tonight's game and even throughout the rest of the series as well, just with it being his first uh, playoff game. I I just hope he can go do the best that he can and make the most of it all. But uh, yeah, I just we'll see how it all kind of goes, I guess. Yeah. Um, God, what was I was gonna say. I was gonna say something. I just hope I I got it now. I hope that whoever they decide to stick with, they stick with, and they don't go back in this like, oh, is playing tonight. Bennington's gonna play game two, and then we come back to St. Louis. It's gonna be it'll be Bennington, but when we go game four, it'll be Huso again. Yeah, I I um, agree with that. But yeah. I think it needs to be one goalie and throughout the whole series. If one of them gets shaky, I'd say put him in. Yeah. But I'd say go right back to the original goalie after that game. Yeah. I don't see Chief shaking the goalies up. That doesn't seem to be his style to me. Um, Billy's Billy is definitely better at home. So even if he has a bad game on the road in Minnesota, yeah, okay. So if he has a really bad game, game one, go ahead and put Benny in for game two, but then you got to throw Huso back in the net for the home games. He's yeah. been so dominant in Enterprise that – I, I ride and die with the Billy at home. That's just the way out. That's why I'm at on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he he looked he looked okay Friday night. I'm not trying to I'm not dogging on Huso because he is a good goalie. He's he's 
help the Blues get to the situation and the place they're in right now. Um, he did struggle a little bit Friday against the Golden Knights. I know defensively, and I know that it wasn't the full stack Blues team that should have been out on the ice. Um, but he did seem to struggle. But there was also some goals that got let up that shouldn't have happened. There was one that literally the the Golden Knights guy shot from. Should look. It looked like the corner left side of Huso, of Huso, and it was a shot that shouldn't have went in. It was just one of those lucky things. So I again, I I agree. I hope I hope Huso uh, jumps in and and does what he needs to do and takes care of business. But guys, we oh. have the X factor. Vladimir Tarasenko. No. Robert Thomas. No. Okay. Letty. No. Chief, we got Baruvi. Yes. This dude has got to be one of the best locker room coaches in the league. Yeah. He knows how to keep his team composed. How many comeback wins did we have this year? Too he many. doesn't let these boys quit. <laughs> no. He, well, and, and... Up, he keeps them in the game, and he keeps that nice, calm, cool demeanor, even though you know he was a bruiser when he played. That's not the guy he is now. Uh, Baruvi is the difference for us. Yep. And his voice has not been lost. He's a, he's a really good leader. I'm all on the Chief bandwagon. I love Chief. All hail to the Chief. Yeah, and now that I'm glad that you brought up the whole thing with the comeback, because I just found this note that uh, Saint, they said St. Louis mastered the comeback this season, taking points from 12 of 22 games where they were 8, 10, and 4 when they trailed in the first period. They're... 364 points percentage in those situations was fourth in the NHL. Wow. Jeez, I know that good. And then, conversely, they were 37-3-3 when leading after two periods. So, I, if, if the Blues, I feel like, can come out and get their business done in the first two periods, I feel like they can – easily get wins going into that. And they've shown that they don't have any issue winning in Minnesota, which I think helps a whole, whole bunch. Yes. I I would agree. Um, But this should, this overall should be a great series. It's two of the hottest teams that in the last 20 games of the season, I think I saw it. What it was, I saw a stat. I think it was probably a week or so ago though. Uh, This combined, um, like win loss total for Minnesota and St. Louis right now was or at that time was like thirty six eight and three or something like that, which is that, that's between two teams that's ridiculous. Um, and it it's it sucks that these two teams have to meet in the first round and not the conference finals. And I, that's why I was kind of viewing that as I was kind of upset that they were coming together in the very first round because I felt like this could have been a very good series if it was in like the divisional uh final or even the conference final. Yeah. I just wish yeah. the NHL would go back to a traditional one through eight seating. I don't like this new playoff I, format. I do but I don't like it. I, I it it goes back and forth. I I like some of the rivalries that have been made because of it, but it does put some very unfavorable teams Unadvantaged teams against teams who 
and, and then just it just puts two equal teams against each other that don't need to be facing each other in the first round. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I think we're seeing it. Right? I mean, you see four, three, three of the four games tonight are like that: Tampa Bay and Toronto, St. Louis, Minnesota, and LA and Edmonton. I mean, they're all very similar in the way they play. Um, and it sucks that some of these teams are going to have to that are going to be eliminated so early in the playoffs. Uh, Carolina is up to nothing on Boston now. Woo! Oh, well, I guess they don't need to worry about Ranta being in Goldman. Yeah. <laughs> so, any other thoughts before we uh, end this so we can uh, enjoy our Blues victory tonight? I, I, I'm not going that far. I'm not going to jinx it on them. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and knock on the wood then and just get it over with. Yep. Well, I don't. I don't have really anything else to touch on with all of it. Uh, Josh, I don't know if you had anything else that you would want to say. No, I think this is going to be uh, probably the most exciting first round of hockey playoffs the Stanley Cup we've seen in quite some time. Um, really looking forward to it. Just super excited. I even posted a thing with with my work and said. It's Stanley Cup playoffs. Everything else is on hold right now. Don't bother me. Uh, so, um, I'm no, I'm looking for a great playoff run. Um, I think we'll see some upsets. We're going to see some peaks and some valleys. I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm excited. Yeah, I I agree. Um, it's going to be fun overall. The playoffs, the, the playoffs, are just like I said, the beginning of so the most exciting time of the year. And if you don't watch hockey, you're listening to this, now is your time to watch hockey because you'll see some of the best of the best players at it going head-to-head. For sure. This is, is I mean, playoff hockey, um, for those who haven't watched much, who have watched hockey but not playoffs, playoffs are a whole different animal. And that's when teams really come out, really put their all in. I mean, don't get me wrong. They still do put their all in during the season, but it's a whole different game. Yeah. And the Stanley Cup playoffs are the best professional playoffs of all sports. 100%. Amen. I, better than baseball, better than be basketball, better. better than football. Hands down. Yep. <laughs> ah, sorry. So, there you have it. I guess this is just – you just want to make this round one preview and do this again in round two? I'd be down. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sounds good to me then. So, you just listen to the round one Stanley Cup playoff preview. Uh, give us your thoughts. Let us know what you think and how uh, how you think the um, the playoffs are going to go. You know, you know what you know where you can follow us. You follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. We're all over the place now. So, give us a follow. Give us a like. Listen to us. We appreciate all the support and everything that that uh I guess is being done or with us. So um I guess for Brandon. For Brandon yes. and for Josh. This has been the round one Stanley Cup playoff preview and we will catch you next time.